0: Welcome to Six Pennies Podcast. Today, we will be featuring our Entrepreneur Series. This series is focused on business owners, innovators, market disruptors, entrepreneurs, and all the stories behind what they've built. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Brad Pham. Brad is a CEO and founder of his own financial services company in Dallas, Texas, called Our Infinite Company. He's only 34 years old, and he accomplished all of this without a college degree. This episode of Six Pennies Podcast is made possible by our wonderful sponsors, notably Avion Realty. If you are a real estate agent and located in Houston, Dallas, or anywhere in Texas, look at Avion Realty to provide you the support and infrastructure you need to be a successful agent. Avion Realty also offers a 100% commission plan just by joining avion realty you will be given one-on-one performance coaching all the tools at your disposal to be able to work remotely and mentoring by a team of the firm's experienced brokers the coaching includes landmark growth and performance coaching in-house coaching and mentoring and it combats complacency and increases focus for the real estate agent there are many ways to get in touch with avion realty facebook definitely Their website is avionrealty.com, or you can call the founder Van Din directly at 469-951-3585. That's 469-951-3585. And if you mention Six Pennies Podcast The Van, the first month's brokerage fee with Avion Realty will be waived. All right, let's get started with the podcast. Okay, so I have Brad Pham here on on the line. Actually, I'm in his office in uh, Dallas, Texas. Brad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, good. Um, So let's give the viewers or the listeners a little intro about who you are. Um, Let's start with how do we know each other? Do we even know each other? Like, how did this even get get started? (laughs) Well, um, so uh, how I got started was um, we hired... Uh,
1: a, our assistant Cindy who actually has a marketing background and for a while we've been trying to figure out how to kind of get our business uh, especially our brand out there and we've been doing a lot of different um, strategies but we want to really also impact the community and try to get into more uh with people who are involved with the community mm-hmm. so one day i asked Cindy i said hey Cindy Uh, there's a lot of things going on out there with like speak engagements for schools uh, organizations and also podcasts and I just asked her uh, can I leverage her expertise and maybe she can go out there and possibly find some connections and so that's how uh, she introduced me to y'all is Mm -hmm. she said that she's been listening to y'all for a while and she said it's really good content really good uh, material every time she um, awesome. wants to see a movie or something she yeah. just listens to you <laughs>
0: station so that's kind of how we got into this uh uh this meeting here today <laughs> yeah perfect perfect yeah that's that's actually how a lot of these entrepreneur episodes started um yeah. it's it's getting referred from another you know business owner and entrepreneur or someone who just wanted to introduce uh, six pennies podcast to someone like you mm-hmm. so i'm very appreciative of sydney and of your time today so let's go ahead and just dive right into it. How long have you been in this space, in this industry, and how did you get started in it?
1: Oh man, I've been in financial services industry since I was 18. So that's uh, 16 years going 17 years now. And so um, how I got introduced to it was, one day I, was, uh, I got tired of uh, gaming and just doing just the basic jobs out there. I was a waiter at the time. Mm -hmm. And my friend, uh, he says, hey, you know what? I know some people that can probably introduce us into the industry. And at 18, I was going to college at the same time. And I just decided to just dive into financial services. And so since then, I've pretty much been um, from anywhere in financial planning, insurance, to investments, to wealth management. And now obviously uh, having the business, and so we've always kind of built it on an entrepreneurial uh background for the last so many years
0: but now um actually it's my company and it's been a pretty fun ride since then so a couple of things really stuck out to me um you said you were first introduced at 18 while in college yeah i'm assuming um you just decided that college was not the thing for you and you you dropped out and you jumped right into Finserve, or or how was it and what Uh, made you decide to do that because that's you know for our listeners um the demographic really it's like 18 to 35 mm-hmm. so a lot of them are in school or maybe finished school but there's that disconnect of how how do they get what they learn in the classroom and apply that into uh, everyday life it's it's kind of a funny story because i uh being a uh an asian male
1: I'm only child you you know education is very important in asian yeah. culture right uh, yeah And so my parents actually had uh, a situation in their marriage. And so I was doing well in school and I actually didn't finish high school. And so I dropped out at 17 years old, enrolled myself into community college here in Dallas. And then as I was going to college, I just really couldn't stand um, the curriculum. I couldn't stand sometimes some of the professors and no offense on the teachers, but uh, it's just, I couldn't couldn't understand how uh, somebody could teach business but haven't even opened a business. Mm. And so for me, it was more of a logic thing. And at the time I was going to community college and um, I was transitioning into a university, but I wasn't happy about going to another two years of school, getting into debt or more debt, and then possibly having to get an MBA, go get into more debt. And so when I saw that I got into financial services and I realized that you can just jump into financial services, get a license, and just pretty much just
0: be willing to learn. Um, I was a sponge, so I just wanted to go to work. So at that time, when you decided to, you know, quit the schooling, quit the education, um, and you wanted to get these uh, certification and things like that, what did you decide to get? What, you know, I'm I'm trying to get into your head here at age 18, 19, because. Um, I'm sure all your friends were in school or thinking about going to school they, they're they not starting a job yet that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So what made you just decide on, on this field and, and how did you survive at the time you know?
1: But to be very frank it's just the, the, the reason why um, I just loved it at the very beginning was because of the money. Um, the money is what if you look out there in the, in the world. Financial services, entertainment industry are two really large industries in the world. Insurance companies are probably the most solid companies out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I realized was uh, these financial guys, they know how to make money. And what happened was over a probably a 30 day course, I started seeing the impact that the financial services industry can do for families out there. And I started thinking about my own family. Because the funny thing is that we come from middle America and my parents, they own businesses, but you know, their business would fail, they'll restart a new business. And we come from a space where nobody really ever spoke with us about how to plan our financial well-being. Like I look at my parents, they've worked many years, they, they came from Vietnam, but they have zero investment, zero uh, proper knowledge of insurance. So started thinking was, what if I could Maybe learn more about financial information Mm -hmm. and then bring it to people like myself, my family. And so I started falling in love with it because I didn't realize uh, just something so simple or just a question that I never even thought of is what happens if like uh, right now today I have my spouse and our children. Well, what happens if I die? Mm -hmm. And how would they survive? Because that's one income missing. And these are those little things that I never thought about but at age 18, it woke me up it started making me think was how many families out there that don't even know something basic um, like that in terms of financial information. And so I just kind of fell in love with the with the space and um,
0: just got really involved with it. So from age 18, let's fast forward to, I guess, the day you decided to go out on your own and create something called the Infinite Company. I guess the first question is, is this the first company you've ever, you know, put together? Or is this, Uh, or did you have something previous to this
1: no um, so how we got into uh, the industry was we were all 1099 uh, independent contractors and so you kind of build your own business and through that I started learning more about business and how to conduct business and how to really uh, you know basically become legal with everything we do with entities and then uh, it's not the first business that I've really got involved with we I've done uh, several other things um, Tried a lot of different types of business with friends where it, if it was into gaming space if it was into um, Just like uh, import export just small little gigs, but financial was always that backbone for me I mean, it's kind of like a love and hate relationship I think I quit the industry three times and every time I quit I come right back into it and it wasn't easy because obviously, you know, it's it sells and to survive um, in this space you really had to have some thick skin because imagine an 18-year-old or a 20-year-old or a 22-year-old or even a 25-year-old speaking to somebody 40, 45 about their financial situation wasn't easy. So really, it was the first 10 years I had to gain uh, enough experience and confidence. And today, uh, yeah, we have our infinite company, which we started uh, now roughly 10 months ago, 11 months ago and
0: it was just a group of people coming together uh, wanting to do something different. Okay, so you, you said you picked up about 10, 10 plus years of experience out there in the field, just in your words, a sponge, just, just picking up as much information as you can. Along, this, along the same way, you're learning a lot of different lessons and a lot of ways that you can streamline the process. But for our listeners who are not in the industry, can you let us know or can you describe what separates you from another person in the industry? Like what makes you more successful to the point where you could start your own business? So I, I believe everybody's the same. The
1: only difference is the focus level. Um, and obviously whatever you're focusing on, so if it's my dream or my goal, uh, I just stuck to it. Uh, getting into the industry Obviously, there's. I introduced the industry to a lot of my friends because they wanted to make money, but many of them weren't able to make it because it's not easy, or they weren't focused on their goals or dreams. And at the end of the day, it was for me it was I wanted to be financially independent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I wanted to impact the community, and more than just um, just through my work, I wanted to impact it uh, in a different light. And I just had to stay focused onto it and so even the way we started our company, the previous company I was involved with, we we had a lot of situations and I felt like my principles weren't um, being challenged and they weren't um, aligned with the company that I grew up in. And so for me, when we started this company, it was based on principles having a good foundation and that's just the, the, the difference between me and maybe somebody else is that I want to stay focused on my principles. And even though I joined the industry for money, but when I got the wake up
0: call, I realized that you have to stay focused on your principles, stay focused on your goals and your dreams. Yeah. So you, you mentioned it's not easy. So I want you to get into some of the challenges, just visualize yourself at age 25. Can you go through like the day to day, how it was the grind at 25 and, and the challenges that you had to overcome?
1: Oh man. <laughs>
0: how many hours are you putting
1: every day? I mean, there, there's really no time with it. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, it's pretty much 24 seven. And I used to uh, train some advisors where I would say, Hey, people got to see how serious you are at business. And even if it's at 11 o'clock at night, if you're 18, you're 20 or 25 people, it's not that they want to see you fail, but they're, they're watching you. And if you slip, um, and it's 11 o'clock at night and you're not in game mode, um, they're gonna just think that you're, you've you already given up. And so the daily grind and daily struggles, I mean, uh, you gotta be up early, gotta be up earlier before than anybody. Um, if you, I mean, if it's, if, if let's say a regular job time is eight to five or nine to five, you gotta be up by six, seven a.m. Uh, you have to prioritize your day the night before and know what you're gonna do. And obviously I didn't know all that, uh, in the very beginning, it took a lot of experience. I was just ready to grind. So I remember when I first started off, I mean, um, back in the days, they had white pages and yellow pages and you pull out the book and you just kind of scroll down and you just start making random phone His calls. Code call. Oh, cold call all day, man. I mean, hundreds of calls. I would stop by businesses. I, I, it, it was in a Texas heat. I remember we used to go door to door knocking. I mean, we did everything and 90% of stuff didn't work. Uh, we would go into colleges and try to set up relationships where we would uh, try to do classes or talk to them about maybe possibly uh, sharing any kind of financial information or try to bring in agents into our business. It, it was just a lot of different things we were all trying to figure out. Uh, it was until I narrowed it down to um, kind of helping people with a uh, better understanding of college planning that I kind of got a little bit more experience from there. And then it, it gained way much more experience in investments into insurance. But, I mean, I remember days when I first opened uh, this office that we're in that I'd, I'd sleep here. I mean, there'd be days, uh, 2, 3 in the morning, then i will finally go home, come back 6 in the morning, and half the time nobody knew what I was doing. they think that I'm clocking out already at a certain time, but that's the thing about, I think, being an entrepreneur is that you don't care what... You're not trying to impress others. You're just trying to get towards your your number one thing
0: that's your goal yeah so this is all great information a lot of uh, background information about the genesis of of your career and how you've gotten to today so let's talk about you know your company before we deep dive into our infinite company i wanted to talk about our tasty tales prize giveaway that we're running on our instagram account it's six pennies podcast we're doing a 100 hundred dollar gift card to one lucky winner as of June 15th, we currently have 150 entries. I'm hoping we get to 1,000 entries. Uh, the goal is to uh, to name an, a lucky winner by July 4th. So on Independence Day, we're gonna give away $100 to Tasty Tails in Richardson, Texas. All you have to do is like our account, like the Tasty Tails account, and also like the picture. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right back into our Six Pennies podcast episode with Brad Pham. If someone were to go to you and ask you a question, how do I start my own business or how do I start a company? um, What are some of the high level, very basic things that you want to make sure that person takes care of from the legal, from business partners, from investing, things like that? Uh, I think the first thing,
1: you know, before starting a business, you got to ask the question is, are you ready for it? Um, Is your family ready for it? Are you ready for, um, let's say if you're married or if you have children or if you have parents or you're living with your parents, mm-hmm. uh, you really have to ask the question is, is your family ready for what you're about to do? Because if they're not, then you got to definitely be ready for all the negative out, output from them. Um, because obviously being in business is going to require money, some type of capital, even though. Uh, I know a lot of people think they can open business with very little capital, but over time to expand your business so that your business don't own you, you've got to have money, you've mm. got to have capital. And so the thing with, um, with business, obviously, you know, um, get, be ready for it. From uh, I always encourage everybody to always get legal. Um, one thing is that I see a lot of people start businesses, and today you have a lot of uh, uh, information on a web, and you can get a lot of great information from it but always incorporate, incorporate yourself as a legal entity. Uh, get legal advice because even though this is a, the days where attorneys might be, I guess, less used, but you, you never wanna have a bad situation where somebody could sue you for some little stuff and then you lose everything you built. Always have the proper insurance to protect your business like general liability. Um, a lot of times people always ask, well, if you start a company, you don't have deep pockets, what happens if somebody sue you? Well, that's why there's something called insurance. And many people don't understand that insurance can really, um, it, you know, if you get a million or two or $5 million pol- policy, you don't have to worry so much. It's always good to, even if you, uh, I, even if you sit down like the SBA, they're always willing to give you um, some kind of advice. They, they have like free counseling advice for people that are interested, they don't know where to start. Um, and pretty much when you build up a team, uh, when we started our company, I, uh, I we hired our, uh, our VP on, which is the wife of my good friend that's like a brother I grew up with. And we all grew up in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And when we hired her, um, she had zero background uh, in this industry. She didn't really understand what to do. She didn't understand how to operate the business. But the reason um, I, that I wanted to hire was the reason is because she... She, she could she could work at home. She could deal with her family and her kids. And she was very patient. So anytime I, anytime I build a relationship or a partnership with anyone, I, I, I watch how they treat their family and people. I don't care too much about their skill set because I think skill set can be taught. And so I want to know, can I trust a person? Uh, I've had great partners. I've had failed partners um, or failed partnerships, and I've learned from them. I've learned if it was their mistake, my mistake, and one of the things that I learned out of everything of all the failing that I've done in the last 16, 17 years is just look at
0: people as people and see how they treat others, and that's how I develop my relationships with people. This is such a interesting you know, mindset or a very interesting dichotomy to how you feel, how you value personality yeah. versus skill set, because you know, just like you, just the background that you have, you're... I mean, you're a high school dropout, and you're you've made successful not because of the skills that you would have learned in a classroom setting, yeah. but more of you know field knowledge and and just being out there and and really focusing on the people with the the right personalities that will help you out. So that's great. A lot of the businesses or a lot of the entrepreneurs that we meet, uh, the number one challenge that they have once they start something is definitely building out the team and staffing. So for you, can you talk about how when you have certain decisions on whether you're hiring in-house or going outside to a vendor or a third party, how do you hire people? Like, What is outside of personality and and patience and trustworthy, what else are you looking for?
1: Let's say, for example, um, we mentioned Cindy earlier. She was introduced to me by uh, our VP, Cena, and... How we hired her again, it was a lot of intangibles I asked, and then obviously, when we sit down for the interview process, um, we sit down, we talk to each other, and it, you know it 's kind of hard to talk about the skill set because skill set um, the challenge is that I feel like uh, like obviously when we build out our sales team, you, you want to find a guy that is uh, an extrovert they're excited they're pumped up, but then the problem is that that skill set could also could also hurt us too. Because sometimes they come in very demanding. They think that they're the best. And they come in demanding um, you know, more money or uh, people to respect them. And so now that can actually hurt the culture. And so for, for me, the problem is that when I'm hiring people or recruiting people into our industry or our company here, I mean, is uh, it's tough. I, I, I really don't even know how to give you an answer on that. Because I hire and recruit people based on intangibles. And... Skill set, again, I just feel like it could be taught. So what I do is if I have a potential office manager, I watch how um, she deals with people and how she, how they think in organization, like how their thoughts are organized. And if they're very organized, then they look like they should be a manager. If they look like a people person, then I'll probably put them into like field relations where they're dealing with the field and our sales team. And so one of my models is that I'm not gonna fire anyone unless they steal from the company or they treat people just disgustingly bad. Mm-hmm. And so because I believe that if they're not good at the position we put them in, we'll find a position for them. And so um, skill set, yeah, it, I, it's hard to answer uh, to give you because I I don't really have a formula on how I hire people
0: based on skills. You got it. Yeah, I wanna be respectful of your time here. So just a couple final questions from a high level What is our infinite company? How do you make money? And what is the vision for your growth in the next year, the next five years and beyond? We're a financial services company and we
1: basically market products from uh, ABC Financial Carrier. So if it's uh, AIG, if it's National Life Group, we market their products, they pay us, and we pay our agents. And so that's just how the straightforward, how everything works. Uh, We allow our agents to build a platform in our company, meaning that uh, it's kind of like a hybrid, think of it like a franchise model. And so without having to pay us the fees or any of those kind of things, or we take out their profit. So we allow them to build a business um, through within our company. Now, our vision though is in our space, obviously financial services is nothing new. Um, It's been around for hundreds of years and a lot of companies are changing today. And one of my thing is that being 34 years old um, in the financial space, uh, you don't see a lot of young guys in this world with 16, 17 years of experience and they've they've stuck in it. And so I've met a lot of big high level people in the industry and uh, most of them are, you know, they're 50 years old, 55, 60. And it is a male dominant industry. And so what we want to do is, we want to bring a younger uh, flavor into the industry. Um, right now we're incorporating a lot of technology. You know, if you look into Europe or Finland and all their technology that's going on, it's very, it's very advanced already. And we're playing catch up as a country, uh, in my opinion. And so what we want to do is integrate technology for the process, give our, um, give our guys like, in the sales industry, One of the hardest things that when I come into the industry is I prospect someone and I try to pitch them a sale of insurance or investment and then all of a sudden tomorrow I try to do the same thing. Well in the sales industry the problem is that it's the follow up. And so what we're trying to do as a company is implement technology where all our agents that come in uh, that build through our company we're going to solve that problem for them is the follow up process and that's the hugest downfall in the sales industry. And so for my vision with the company is that we want to integrate technology into our company, make it fun. We don't want to just be just a a insurance investment. We want to do it all. We're looking into putting taxes into this. We're uh, looking into putting estate planning, every little aspect of financial, but we want to educate them before they start buying. And so most of the time you don't see companies talk about educating a consumer because it's a waste of time. they don't make money off of it. Financial companies, that's why they focus on the top tier uh, income earners because how in the financial services people make money is either through assets under management, commission base or fee base. And so for financial guys, they don't wanna put time on educating people if that's not gonna, if that's not gonna put money in their pocket. So what we wanna do is we wanna change, one is we wanna change how our agents are gonna be able to win in this industry. Uh, by providing them a platform where they can sell multiple things or offer multiple things, mm. but to teach them how to approach it in the educational aspect. So like even our financial workshops that we're going to be doing are all going to be all online. Um, and this is nothing new. It's just the way that we're mm. going to outreach everybody. Um, right now, I'm focusing a lot on the 20s and 30s generation. Um, We're doing some projects with wealth management where it's gonna be kind of like subscription-based. There's already been some wealth managers out there that are already kind of exploring that space right now. But what we wanna do is kind of really change with the times. Um, We don't want people to look at financial guys always in a suit and tie and look really boring kind of space. So uh, our vision in the next few years, I mean, in five years, I tell our guys that I like to have 100,000 agents. Um, In 10 years, I plan on this company being at a million. And so we plan on going worldwide. We, look, we plan on looking into Southeast Asia. The market there is starting to kind of groom up as well. There, so right now where we're at is we're, you know, I, I would say we're a small company, but we're doing not too bad. We've already hit um, the seven-figure mark, and we're, we're, we're starting to attract a lot of attention. We've already expanded into now five cities in Texas. Um, we're starting to hit a few more states outside Texas, and it's just the beginning. But uh, we plan on hopefully one day maybe attracting the right people that might want to invest into the company so that uh, we can expand it in the way we would like to or keep it private or we're even talking about going public in seven years so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of discussions that we're having right now
0: before we get to the final question i'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are intrigued or interested at least with what you do and and the company so can you can you let them know how they get in touch with um our infinite company or where do they find you guys on the internet or things like that
1: yeah, in a, on the internet we uh, we have our you know we have our phone number. We have uh, a space where they can email and ask uh, how do you get started. Uh, also, at the same time, a lot of our uh, directors who are out there on the field, they are in charge of kind of recruitment and development of our company as well. And so a lot of times they're they're already out there uh, kind of looking for people. Uh, the, the easiest way is just go on our website and. Give us a call. I think our group is pretty good at responding
0: to it. And we're just looking to expand right now. Is that our Ourinfinite.com. Ourinfinite.com. Uh, our infinite.com. Our infinite.com. Okay, great. All right. So one final thought before we conclude on the podcast here, if you had one piece of advice or one statement that you wanted your podcast episode to resonate for our listeners, um, what would it be? And what would that advice be for, for people out there who are aspiring? Uh, I believe if you really want to be an entrepreneur,
1: go after it. Don't let anybody, don't let anyone slow you down, don't let anybody say that you're not going to make it, don't let anybody take you off course because that's probably the number one issue of being an entrepreneur is that we start listening to what other people say. And if you truly want something and you dream to go after it, why stop? Because. We should have that childlike thinking is that whatever we dream we can get and the, the challenge is as we get older we just let, we let a lot of responsibilities, we let a lot of people's criticism weigh us down and I just think that life is short and why die and not be able to achieve what you've always wanted to achieve and that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is you got to have fun doing it too and if you're not having fun doing it then you might want to look into a different space of entrepreneurship.
0: I'd like to thank Brad Pham for letting me join him at his company and, and interview him for the last half hour. It was very informative. It was really awesome to, to listen to someone without a, a big educational background, without a college degree, make it in, in the US, the land of opportunity. Um, there's a lot of good tidbits in there and a lot of good feedback. If you guys were wondering, we do do this you know, entrepreneur series pretty often, once every few months. We are Six Pennies Podcasts. That's myself, Timmy, and Mock. Uh, the three of us give our two cents, which makes up the Six Pennies. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Please, if you can do us a favor, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. That's Six Pennies Podcasts. Uh, check out our Facebook page and like it. Follow our Instagram account, Six Pennies Podcast. We do have a prize giveaway running currently. And check out our Twitter page. You'll have the latest and greatest in terms of different polls, uh, questions, uh, feedback, comments like that in that six pennies pot. Thanks, everybody.